Thank you for joining us. I am Richin. He is Logan. We are brothers, and we talk about random stuff all day long on our text messages, in our tweets, and decided to bring it to you. So, Logan does not know the topic today, but I know he can talk about it all day long. So, Logan, it's Christmas time, and I know that Christmas time brings Christmas music, and everybody has a rendition of Oh Holy Night. So, we've talked about this sporadically over the years, but today we're going to do it. We're going to slot our Oh Holy Night renditions from worst to best, and we're going to declare a champ. Uh, first of all, what are you looking for when someone puts out a, a, a version of Oh Holy Night? That's a good question. I, I, I have a Christmas Spotify playlist that like I've curated for a couple years now. I'm guessing that there are half a dozen Oh Holy Nights on that playlist. Um, I don't know. I, I, this, there are so many versions of it, and every like if we're gonna get into this in a little bit, but like you don't want to do too much and and make it unrecognizable. You also don't want to just do the exact same thing that every other version has already done, and like it serves no purpose. So I guess uh, like I. The voice should be nice. The version should bring something new to the table. I, like, I don't, I don't really know what I look for. I just maybe it's arbitrary. Maybe my list is totally arbitrary and it's not fair. I don't know. Here's the thing about a holy night. It gives a singer the chance. Like there are there are some big notes throughout throughout the song. Right, and it gives like the a singer... Broadway belt moment there at the end. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so it gives the singer a chance to really go after it if they want to. And for me, that's what I'm looking for. Not can you hit the big note, because I'll tell you, everybody on my list can hit the big note. It's yeah. not a matter of if they can or not. For me, the, the criteria is, do they make me feel something? Yeah. Or, do they, or does it sound like they just mailed it in because they were doing a Christmas album, and everybody does a Christmas album. And if you do a Christmas album, you have to have a holy night on it. So that, that's, kind of my, that's kind of my criteria. I've got 12 here. Um, they're kind of in in uh, in three tiers, but let's start from the bottom. Let's just get let's just get it out of the way. I think we agree on the bottom, but let's just get it out of the way. This hurts my soul because I love this singer. I think she arguably has the best voice of anybody on my list. Who's your bottom? Who's your bottom rendition of a holy night? The, the worst. I, so immediately when you when you brought up this topic, so I. I don't. I don't know if listeners know, but we we don't do a lot of preparation for these these sorts of things. zero. But, zero. But when you brought up this topic, I thought uh, the Christina Aguilera Oh Holy Night" is both in my bottom five versions ever, and potentially in my top six or seven versions. Wow! Ever. Wow! See, because, I, she she doesn't get off the bottom of my list because because it is truly shocking. It's but, terrible. But I, but I also listen to it every Christmas. <laughs> See, I listened to it once just to make sure I wasn't being unfair, and, I, and I'm not being unfair. Here's the thing. Christina has, again, arguably the best voice of anybody on my list. And I got Grobin and Martina and Faith and Buble. I got, I got some heavyweights on my list. She, I think she may have the best voice of anybody. She destroys this song. All of a sudden, you've got, like, the Lord's Prayer being, like, spoken word edition. <laughs> And then you think the song is over, and then all of a sudden we got like this jazzy piano happening, yeah. and then she jumps in with the jazzy piano. And then I feel like I'm in the club. Like I, yeah. I don't know what she. I, I don't know. Here's, I can't do it. 
here's the thing about the Christina version. She she sings every note of it to perfection. So it's not it's that's not it. It's that there's a series of choices that were made <laughs> that ought not have been made. And, choices were made. That's, that's and, going and my <laughs> my favorite my favorite thing to do with this song is if no one if if I have a friend who hasn't heard it before, you play it in the car with them and you can't get 20 or 30 seconds in without like cracking a smile because she's she's immediately doing like all these different runs and breathy stuff and you're just like all right which so is fine we have, that's christina being Chris, but, that, she can do it that's fine but as soon as the lord's prayer comes in and then ends and it's, and and it's big, very low big, spoken spoken and a word big voice. gospel choir like joins it that's the point where where like like if you are listening to this podcast and you're like i'm gonna look this song up on spotify right now to hear what they're talking about if you didn't listen to the whole song, you don't know the twists and turns that. Yeah. Like you think like, we went off the rails there? We haven't even. We haven't you're even. You're gonna be like jazzy. Bump, like maybe I listened to the wrong one. No, trust me, it's the right one. It's the same one. Like <laughs> it's like four different songs in one. Yeah. So uh, it fills me with joy the same way that watching like a really bad movie, but <laughs> but still entertaining. Does, or a really bad football game like last night. Yeah, yeah, it's very much the Raiders Chargers. You, you have to, game. you have to keep watching it because it's so bad. That's correct. Yeah, that's the Christina yeah. version. So describe for people the jazzy section of Christina's version. It is, it is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there are there is there are moments at the end of the song where she is joyfully just shouting Jesus Christ's name. And and it's like a swanky, maybe trying to be sexy, like like forty seconds of of song, and it time, it is time it and is place, time and place, and that's it not is it. Too much. <laughs> okay, so let's 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 lay off Christina for a minute. She's on my bottom. She may be in your top half, but she's always she's, on she's my in bottom. Both. She's she is she's the in first both. entry okay. on my worst, and also like a, okay. a dark horse entry on my best. Here's another here's another bottom feeder version, and maybe this will surprise you as well. Uh, Mariah Carey's version, and when I go when I talk about like I need to feel something, again, incredible voice. I just don't feel anything because I don't believe she even believes it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's an unfair judgment. <laughs> there is something to. I mean, it's a song that we've all heard hundreds of times, and so there is something to like. If I if it, my favorite version, which we'll get to later, part of mm -hmm. why it's my favorite is because it makes me think about the song and what it's saying mm -hmm. because it's just it's very simple and straightforward. And yeah, I I think the Mariah version is fine, but considering that there are two hundred versions of the song, it kind of feels like, all right, she checked that box on the you know. There's twelve songs everybody has to do at some point on a Christmas album. Yeah, if it if her version comes on, I, I skip to the next song on the playlist. Yeah, yeah, that's I a good. Stick, I don't I don't stick around for it. Waste waste of time. Yeah. yeah, right above her, and I'll get to your list here. Right above her, I have Catherine McPhee's version. I gave it a try the other day because it's the new Christmas season. I wanted to make sure I was still, yeah, I, I got 30 seconds in. I skipped through it. Um, anybody else in your bottom tier before I go to my middle tier? You could, you could fill volumes with how many former American Idol stars have done kind of boring Christmas. It's interesting you bring that up. I was going to bring up Pickler's version, Kelly Pickler. But I haven't heard it in a couple of years, so it may have okay. dropped off the map. The 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 exception might be, and I legitimately can't remember if Kelly Clarkson's Wrapped in Red album has a has an O Holy Night or not. But I, I know that's a really solid album, and she's kind of the OG. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, she is. She's like the original American Opera. Everybody after that, like I know Clay Aiken has an album and freaking, I don't know if, I don't know. If Daughtry had one, I would listen to it. But like, <laughs> but yeah, all of those ones, that. it just feels like, okay, your producer demanded you do, you know, come in and do this. And like, ah, yeah. So that kind of leads to my, my middle section. Kelly Clarkson's actually in the bottom of my middle tier. Um, and this this is the this is the tier that man kind of hurts me also. Kelly Clarkson, Martina McBride, Faith Hill, Michael Bublé, Josh Groban, Carrie Underwood is at the top of that tier. Like that's those are the heavyweights of Christmas music, and yeah. all of them like again they do fine. It sounds fine, but like I just I, just, I don't really feel it. Yeah. Like it, it sounds like they, I feel like they kind of mailed it in. Yeah, Michael Bublé's is a real problem. For me. Let me say that. Let me say this. They're all very safe renditions. Yes. Okay. Uh, I would. I would put for, it just off, like from the hip. I would put Groban and Carrie towards the top of that tier. But I agree that yes. they're in that tier of like, I'm not. I'm not gonna skip it, but I'm not seeking it out on my playlist because I desperately need to listen to it either. And my my favorite versions, I do go sometimes. Just like I want to go listen to that right yeah. now. Um, to me, to me, this tier is a group of renditions where, if it comes on, and I am, if it, you know, on my in my house, you know, doing you know cleaning or cooking or whatever that I'm doing, if they come on, I'm not running to the stereo or to my phone to turn the volume all the way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, I want to call out the Buble version specifically for something, and it's it, his Christmas album has kind of become like like among the like modern classics of just like oh like it's just on the rotation in every store and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. First of all, being on in a department store is not a good measure of whether it's worth listening to or not. But also I, I like that album. I, I listened to it as a missionary as one of our approved Christmas albums. I listened to it a lot. He he does go straight down the like right over the plate with with almost all of his his versions of things. So it was obviously a decision he made to just be like, I'm just going to sing the song like the sheet music says, and I have a nice voice, and I'm just going to sing it. My and album will be played everywhere, anytime. Right. No one will hate it. And and maybe It'll this is it. arbitrary. In fact, I know it's arbitrary. Some of the things on that album, I like that that's the decision he made. Was just sure. Like, I'm just going to sing it straight. Sure. With Holy Night, it kind of feels like, eh. When you go like, safe, it feels like it feels like you mailed in. Yeah. Is what it feels yeah. like. Because there are moments emotional moments even where it lends itself to really going for it yeah yeah okay give the people something give me your top tiers don't give me your champ yet but give me your top tier okay um there's uh there's two different christmas albums from like a christian rock band named mercy me uh, i found them on the mission mm. they, they that, one, a- that one came on my playlist yesterday they have a good version of it because I, it, you know, it's fun to jam to in the car, and it is a little bit different. They, they, they don't just fully go into like rock mode without thinking about like it being a religious song, but it is, it is heavier on the the, the rock side. So they do something new with it, and it's worth listening to. That one's on my playlist. Um, a really good one that I don't see brought up enough. A lot of times, Oh Holy Night is either like buried deep in the album, like track list, or it's like the big finish. It is the opening track on the Celtic Woman Christmas CD. <laughs> that is your that is your introduction um, to Kel- Celtic Women. Kel- Celtic Women. Group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, and it's a choral arrangement, but there is there's like I think a little bit of orchestral stuff 
going on in the background. But it's not overly produced. It's just, I, I believe it's a, a, a group of four or five, um, all very great choral singers. For the record, I so this is this is the only amount of research that I did on this because a little behind the scenes stuff here. We we did a recording of of this topic earlier and then it got lost and we had to re-record it. And I went and actually like looked up the high notes from Christina's version versus the Celtic Woman version. And the Celtic Woman version, the the, the soprano hits a much higher note. Um, so not not that that's the measure of a good version, but just throwing that out there they they go big in the so if you haven't heard that version i think it's really pretty and it's it also goes back to like the roots of being like a, a choral like arrangement in a choir song and not just like a pop star showcase so i like that one mm-hmm. um there's one that i know you're gonna bring up that i listened to recently that is excellent that i'm go ahead right yeah do it I, the trans-siberian orchestra one is great yes it's it's great i I know they have like six Christmas albums worth of music and some of it is like they, they have singers and they have instrumental and they have acoustic and they have like the rock opera stuff. The, the Oh Holy Night that is like both the acoustic one and like the real, like the rock shreddy one. I love them both. Yeah. Trans-Siberian, I mean, it all kind of sounds the same after a while, but they do have the three pillar songs, the Wizards of Winter song, mm-hmm. the Oh Holy Night slash Oh Come All You Faithful song. I can't remember what the other one is. Uh, Christmas there's, and... There's a... There's a um, uh, Faith Noel, which is the first Noel. Yeah, and, and then there's their, their famous. I can't remember what the famous one's called, but you you hear and you know it sort of thing. Yeah, no, I'll tell you about that. Yeah, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. They're number three on my list, bottom of the top tier. I love the electric guitar sound because I think it's so different from any other version out there right now. And that guy just shreds that guitar and hits the big note on it so softly and so. Um, what's what I'm looking for? Um, he he just hits it with so much like it's, feel and touch. From, yeah, from a from a guitar player's perspective, like the tone that he plays with is so pure and beautiful that it's mm. that it is still emotional, even though he's playing it in the style of like maybe not how the song was originally written, but mm-hmm. very much how the song is meant to be felt when yeah, when he goes big at the end, you're like, Yeah, I I feel the importance of this moment. I love that version. Yeah. Give me your champ. All right, my champ, no one's ever heard of. Um, it's <laughs> that's, that's the best. People are going to go find the, it. It's great. The, the short version of this story is I found it on a mix CD that I was given several years ago. Couldn't find who the artist was. Eventually discovered the Shazam app uh, and was able to find it on Spotify. It's by a couple, I'm guessing, um, called The Wicks, as in like a candle wick, like The Wicks. Um, it's... I mean, each of their top five songs on Spotify has like under a thousand plays. Like this is a very small operation. I think they're like a local Pacific Northwest couple that just like does music. It's the best version of a Holy Night. It's it's my champ every year. I listen to it multiple times every year. I show everyone who's willing to listen. Like this is my favorite Christmas song. Um, And it's, it's my favorite because it's a stripped back dudes playing the electric guitar girl sings it i mean the the first verse or two is pretty much just straight through uh and then she starts doing like a little bit of extra stuff with her voice in in the in like the latter half of the song but the the best part about it for me is her voice is gorgeous um but it's not the the crazy pop star voice and so you're listening to the first half thinking like like this sounds good but like i wonder what she's gonna do you know when when things get a little crazy at the end and then you can kind of hear as she's doing different runs and stuff, 
um, leading up to the big note, you can kind of hear the the tone gets a little wide because you can tell she's smiling because she knows she's going to nail it. Mm-hmm. And then she, just effortless. Everything just effortlessly hits everything. And, and without the benefit of studio production and auto-tune and whatever else you know is going on with like the mariah and the carries of the world like she just got a voice and Mm -hmm. it's got that it's got that extra gear to it that you realize like oh this isn't just like someone who sang and did theater as a kid this is like they have this is what they're meant to do (laughs) like this Mm -hmm. control is insane she she just never breathes in the whole song i have no idea (laughs) doesn't breathe wicks the wicks that's interesting you 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 talk about the you know the less production value almost is better because it is so pure so my number two um, it's the same way. It's actually a live performance. And I actually found this one about a week ago. Um, and I sent it to you. I sent it to our family text because that's our family text is, you know, we're always doing this sort of thing. And I, I, I found it and I, I found it on Twitter or whatever Twitter is called these days. I sent it to you guys. I said, we may have someone who, you know, wants to come for the champ. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a guy named David Phelps. I don't even know how old this video is. Judging by like some of like the, the clothing and hairstyles of some people in the audience and in the in the choral, um, the, the choir, it might be like mid to late '80s. I have no idea. Um, beautiful tenor voice, incredible tenor voice, and shows it off. And it is live, and so like there isn't any production to yeah. it. It is just him just belting this thing out, and he does some things that like surprise you in a good way, like. You know, you, you, you know, the, you know, the, um, you know, the melody and you know where the big moments are coming and he, he hits the moments, but he like, he goes to different notes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like things, things you're not expecting. You're like, wow. Oh, wow. Like that's, that's not what I was expecting. And you nailed it. Like, that's great. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I did. I listened to that version and instantly thought like, I can, I, I can see why he sent me this. The, uh, the, I think the key to having a good version is like if you if you sing it the way that everybody expects you to sing it like when i listen to the groban version the reason he's like a middle tier one like an upper middle tier one for me is he does it well it's just exactly what you're thinking mm-hmm. it's gonna be mm-hmm. um, so that that, that like bring, yeah. a little bit of like oh that's they put their own spin on it but not in a way that makes it about them it's just they're singing the song yeah and, that, and that's why my champ, um, again, as, as good as David Phelps' version is, it's, it's like, like Rocky won, right? Rocky's fighting Apollo, and he's swinging away, and he's, you know, he's doing his thing, and they, you know, they both fall to the ground. They knock each other out, essentially, and they both get up. Or how, I don't even remember how it ends. Honestly, it's been a long time. But I think they go to a, the cards, right? They, Apollo yeah. wins on the scorecards. That's kind of how I feel about my number one and number two. If you're going to come for the champ, you've got to knock the champ out. Um, you can't just go to the scorecards and, you know, whatever. So my champ has not been knocked out. It is Leah Michelle from the Glee cast soundtrack or Christmas or Christmas Christmas album. And the reason for that is she she has a Broadway background. Like she can belt it out and she can also make it so quiet and so still and so calm. And she uses all of that throughout her version of it. And she man, she she can hit the notes. And she does a little bit of extra and hits a couple extra big notes. And uh, it's the version that if it comes on, I will not turn away from it. I will listen to it and I will turn it up. And for that reason, Leah Michelle is my Oh Holy Night champ until further notice. Yeah, it, it's impressive to me anytime someone has a voice that is like an instrument. Like they have mm-hmm. fine-tuned it to the point. And that's, I think all the good versions feature that like 
I mean, they can hit every note effortlessly, head voice, chest voice, everything in between. Like, so hers, I, I, I'm not ashamed when hers comes on to just be like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to listen to it. It's, it's. And if you're in my car, you're going to listen to it loudly because yeah. I'm going to turn oh, yeah. it up. <laughs> Everyone who's ridden in my car during Christmas time has heard the Wix version of Oh Holy Night. I am all thousand listens on Spotify. <laughs> That's all. That's awesome. Okay, there's our list. What have we missed? Let us know. Comment. Send us mean tweets. Whatever you want to do. Let us know what we missed. If there's a version that we need to hear, who may challenge our champions, uh, definitely let us know that also because we're always looking for new versions to know and love. So that's what we got today. We'll talk to you next time.